0: If don't get work during the lean period, our scheme will come in handy. We will use their skills in various government projects in the country. With over 65% of India's population under the age of 35, the country needs to create 60 million jobs over the next five years
1: to prevent the unemployment rate from reaching unmanageable proportions. From Ahmedabad in India, I am Binu Alex for Free Speech Radio News.
2: You've been listening to Free Speech Radio News. I'm Aura Bogado.
0: That's Ken Butler playing the Viper Band for WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Stay tuned.
1: What are we doing in here?
3: Dan, get off my foot.
1: There are hangers everywhere, Christy.
3: And what's up with these mothballs?
1: This is stifling. I feel like I can't breathe.
3: Yeah, and I can barely move. Forget this, man.
1: Closets, Closets are, are for clothes. clothes. Closets Are for Clothes is Michigan's premier queer radio show, celebrating 30 years of broadcast excellence.
3: 60 minutes of award-winning gaiety and witty repartee. We're here. We're on. Closets are for clothes on WCBN FM eighty-eight point three radio, free Ann Arbor.
1: The next hour will be jam-packed with news, reviews, and interviews of interest to the LGBT community, our friends, family, and allies.
3: We are your hosts, Dan Burns and Christy Cardinal. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. Oh my oh God!
1: Well, so we're just kind of catching up as we're uh, getting the an, show started. Is there an echo, or is that just me? <laughs> <laughs> oh. it, it does sound like a little bit of an echo.
0: Oh, okay, it's because we have all the. Okay. Oh, gotcha. That's what it is. I'm trying to... I'm sorry. We're totally like continuing a conversation that happened way before we even got out of the air and, and we're still continuing it. But
1: exactly. So, Greg, it's been like forever and ever. We haven't seen you like in months and months and months.
0: I know. It was uh, It was two and a half, three months, something like that. I don't yeah. know. I've been gone for a while, but and, yeah.
1: And, and, and so how's your summer been? It was...
0: It was very busy It was very draining too Like I got back And I came back down to, Into town twice uh, I was back last week For a day And then Well a couple of days And then I left And now I'm back For a couple more days And then I'm going to leave again But I've been sleeping Like 14 hours <laughs> To be crazy And I don't, totally didn't even realize How draining it was Until until I got back And had the opportunity To sleep in For real okay. So, but yeah, it was very good. Forgot to sleep in
1: for real. Yeah, in fourteen hours isn't sleeping in. Yeah.
0: yeah, well, no, because uh, I mean, up at you know, when I'm up north, you s- literally, you, I'll go to bed at maybe 1:30, one thirty, one two ish, and then I'll have to wake up at um, at seven thirty because I have to ring the bell to wake up everybody else at camp. So oh. I don't get a whole lot of sleep. And then over the when we have our time off for the staff is one of the times when I have to do work to get ready for the next se- season or the next session. Yeah. So our staff gets this thirty six hours off, and I at best get like fourteen hours off. And so. Oh. <laughs> It was always this ongoing joke of working seventy nine days straight without any actual oh, day exactly. off. Exactly. Uh, so yes, yeah, so it's, it's a little just draining, just a little. But I'm I'm good. Other than that, you know, I'm
1: in the in the heavy breathing, the um, that's kind of <laughs> turning me on. <laughs> in the
0: Background. And she was just really excited when she came in. I wasn't <laughs> sure what was going on there.
3: I was. I was thrilled to see you, Greg.
0: Yes. Well I, I have I don't normally have that effect on women, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> you do and you just don't know. Yeah, Especially I just probably don't queer it. women. Yeah, exactly. Right. I was gonna say yeah. the lesbians not so much with the deep breathing. No,
0: it was
3: <laughs> I was rushing.
1: Yes, exactly. So but good to see you.
3: Yeah. I haven't seen you in I like three or four weeks. You've been on your high brief hiatus. That's right. <laughs> um
1: So and Meredith is on hers currently, so, oh, right. so we She's all in got New our York summer City. vacations in. Is that Sure,
3: kind of. Kind of. I only, I I only missed one show. I went when I went to No Loose. Yeah, why don't you
0: take some time off? I mean, I'm not like throwing you out (laughs) from the show. (laughs) All right, I'll leave. We're not, we're not, what I'm pushing you out or anything.
3: Probably in October, the end of October, I'm going to probably take a couple days off because I'm going, I'm going on a cruise. Then, oh, fantastic! It's just what those of us who are unemployed can afford to do is <laughs> uh, you know, a $1,400 vacation. Yeah, that's
1: right. <laughs> but,
3: uh, yeah, that's what, it's been planned for like a year, so. Right,
1: right, and probably paid for and everything, so you can No,
3: really, no, it wasn't. Oh, no, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. It's okay. everything, it's fine. Um. So, yeah, I, I didn't take much of a summer vacation no big deal that I haven't you know I'm not working so I'm on vacation (laughs) all the time (laughs) I just you know I can come to the show it's the really only obligation I have all week long well I think you have a
1: little obligation well I do have obligations
3: but I mean nothing that's on a schedule. Oh, gotcha. Necessarily, NC tonight. I couldn't even make that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> it's, but blame it on the on the traffic. There's all this weird construction going there out on. There is a lot yes. of weird
3: construction, though. None of it between here and my house. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Well, but sh- no one has to know that. But
3: thanks for the thought. <laughs> I, was, I was helping. I was. That's trying. right. Exactly. Yeah. Next week, though, we are going to have to leave even earlier to get here because <sighs> next week the move students in. move in, yeah. in on right. Tuesday the thirtieth. So they're back. Really. Why yeah. are
2: they moving back? Why? Why do they leave? Why? I don't understand that. Why? It's just a hassle for the rest of us. Just stay here
0: for God's sakes.
3: So, you know, Dan, you know, you had car trouble. Yes. two weeks ago before your little vacation. That's right. Which, by the way, did I miss it? Had you already talked about your camping?
1: Nope, I haven't talked about anything. I'm just okay. introducing okay. you guys.
3: Okay. So
1: we literally just got started as you walked in.
3: And by That's the way, true. Greg, as you look at the website, you need to understand that none of us have really done much with yeah, it no, while no, you've no, been no. gone.
1: I, I I
0: noticed. I was observing, but I was actually pulling up something that so I had posted on my blog I that I was gonna.
3: apologize. We apologize for that. You don't have that. to apologize. Oh. To but we need we need you to. Give us guidance and support and prodding and to, to nudge, nudge, nudge. <laughs> to nudge <laughs> us to do it. Well, I our car died on Sunday, <gasps> no. Oh, no. which being a one-car family yes, is a huge issue yes. when we all have to be in different places at once That's and right. everything. And Sunday was supposed to be this relaxing day with... You know, just a a couple of small events. We were going out to dinner with Danielle's family for her brother's birthday. And my nephew, our nephew, had a kid's birthday party to go to. That was all Mm. that was supposed to happen all on Sunday. So we were supposed to be like just kind of lazing around whatever. Well, the car wouldn't start. Oh, no. When my lovely partner went to go to the store to pick up a few things for breakfast. Oh, no. So we had her mom come over and... She was going to, she said, well, I'll just call AAA for you. Okay. And so she called AAA for us, and they sent a tow truck out, who then proceeded to tell us we didn't know what, essentially told us we didn't know what we were talking about with the car, and said all that we needed was a jump. Well, we, I had said to him, okay, the... It needs to get service. Whether it needs just a jump or not, it needs right. service because the battery is only a year and a half old. It shouldn't be dead. Right. So, and we, especially since we didn't leave any lights on, we didn't leave any right. radio, you know, anything like that. Nothing was going on. Well, he didn't want to hear anything I had to say. Oh, Gave no. me a jump. The car started and he left. Oh. Yeah. So we drove, we let the car run for like 20 minutes to charge the battery. We drove it around the block. And then we cut it off, came back inside, then went back and cut and started, tried to start it again about a half an hour after we shut it off. No go.
1: Oh, no. We were
3: so mad at this guy at that oh, point. Oh, like, yeah. Now we have to figure out how we're going to get it there, right? Right. So we jumped in again with Danielle's mom's car and we both drove over to the dealership go and ahead. then drove back and we've had her mom's car for the last couple of days. Um, And what it turns out was the battery was dead. It it w- was a faulty thing. Like, do you know how batteries now have caps over the terminals? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. One of ours had fallen off somewhere down into the engine area. It okay. wasn't lost. It was in there. Okay. But it had just gotten knocked off at an oil change or whatever. Right. And the battery acid had all leaked out. Oh. And, yeah, mm-hmm. so we had no, no battery. Well, they replaced the battery. Everything's fine. And we got the car back this morning, even though it was, f- I mean, it's just been this, like,
1: Wait, but that was Sunday, you said? Yeah,
3: so we got the car back this morning. It was done wow. yesterday. Oh, okay. But we weren't able to pick it up until this morning. <clears throat> gotcha. We you. still haven't returned Danielle's mom's car, so she's without a car. Like,
1: Oh, no. This only
3: having one car has made this a much bigger deal oh, than it yeah. would be. But mostly, I'm angry at that tow truck guy. Oh, yeah. For not listening to me.
1: Right. And not validating that there was something wrong.
3: The issue, yeah. And well, and the part of the problem for me was like, dude, you're going to get paid. Right. If you don't don't tow me, you don't get any money.
1: Right, right.
3: AAA isn't going to give you money.
2: Right, right.
3: For not towing me. And I know that it costs about 90 bucks to fill your gas tank. And you just, you know, you drove over here and you're not listening to me. And, you know, it was just really frustrating. And I, you know, it's like. I really felt this sudden surge of like, oh, I have breasts, therefore I know nothing about cars, exactly, right? Exactly, right. And it got secondarily frustrated by the fact that I kept saying to my partner and my partner's mother, "It's either the starter or the alternator, because the battery can't be dead. Like, right. there's just no logical excuse for the battery." I mean, it turned out it was the battery. Right. However, all signs the indicated, logic, yeah, because right, it's a that year it was
1: old. It's yeah,
3: right. Well. That was not satisfactory. My partner's mother had to call her son and say, "This is what's going on with the car. What do you think is wrong with it?" Mm-hmm. And I was in the background going, "Let me guess. He's saying it's the alternator or the starter."
1: <laughs> you
3: know, it was just very frustrating.
1: Yeah, um. de- definitely. And and even the, the I almost called him the construction worker, but the tower he didn't even um he didn't even notice that the cap was off.
3: No, he did. He said, "That's weird." <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, which didn't encourage, encourage any other. Right, that's on all his he words. said. He was <laughs> like,
3: "That's weird. Why don't you have that?" Mm. So I was like, "I didn't." No, anything was missing. I'm
1: yeah, right. I haven't looked underneath it. Right. <laughs> I don't,
3: you know, I don't check my battery every day. Right, right. <laughs> see that all the parts are there. <laughs>
1: Before I get going to work today, I better yeah, make sure my car is still on sure one Yeah, better make sure the battery there. But it's frustrating that, I mean, it, it, to validate what was, that you do have the knowledge, that it is something yeah. that you actually do have, and to respect that, to be able to say, hey, wait a minute, this is... You know, I do know something about, um, stop being so stereotypical and, um, listen, that I do know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. This is right. not, you know, I'm not some dumb, you know, chick here. Um, right.
3: Well, I even said to him, I'm pretty sure that it's the starter or the alternator because the radio works mm-hmm. and the interior light comes on and the, the blinkers work and everything. Like that doesn't mean anything. I mean, it was very dismissive
1: wow. of
3: me. Like,
1: and what did he and, he? and what did he say it was then?
3: Well, he said it was the battery that we just needed to jump. Hmm. Which
1: which still means that something's wrong with the right um,
3: something's wrong. I mean, it was like I said, it did turn out to be the battery, mm-hmm. but it was logically not that.
1: Right. Right.
3: And I mean, I had no idea that those caps were so important. Right. That's the first time I've ever heard that. Yeah, I I just thought they were there to pr- for protection. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Like so you don't get battery <laughs> acid on you when you yeah. lean into the engine or whatever. Right,
1: yeah. I don't know. It's like the caps of the washer fluid or something.
3: Anyway, so your car wow. got fixed too. You had yeah, car issues. Yeah. Were you treated better than that?
1: I was. I was totally treated better. Oh my gosh. It was just um well, both times cuz I've in the last month I've had my um uh, tow truck Come uh, come out and help me a couple times, and this particular company that I go through see, has has been great. Um, in fact, the when my battery was out was the first one kind of thing. The guy said, you know, don't don't take this home. You need to take it right to the mechanic and have somebody drive you home. Um, he like this there was the, and even if it is the alternator, you know you're not going to have enough juice to get started in the morning. morning. So he says, whatever you do, you need to take this to the mechanic. You might as well do it while it's running. And so, um, and then the last time when I couldn't make it to the show a couple weeks ago, um, uh, my, my, um, uh, water pump went out. So that's why I was overheating. Oh, so. That's um,
3: bad when it's, it's 95 degrees and yes, 100% humidity.
1: Exactly. So it was kind of uh, an interesting uh, situation. But as my mechanic uh, reminded me, it's easier to tow it than, it's cheaper to tow it than to get a whole new engine.
2: Yes,
3: so, it is. So,
1: um, we towed it in and, um, I, and I was amazed. I mean, those huge tow trucks and the, my mechanic happens to have a very small space. And the mechanic just, or not the mechanic, but the tow truck guy just zoomed in and, you they know. They know,
3: they typically know what they're doing when they're driving those oh big things. Oh my gosh. And,
1: it, and, the it, it so close to traffic and things. So it was kind of an amazing, um, thing. But yes, they, tr- they treated me okay. And, and my mechanic knows I know nothing about the car. So, um, it could have been that I had a headlight out and he said no, it's the water pump. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, and I have no idea. Um, but he's, you know, but he's been really, he, I mean, he's been working with me for 15 years and all the different cars I've had. And so he knows when right. there's, um. Uh, you know like what to tell me what to expect and you know and um and he's been right every single time even though i'm like oh yeah yeah right whatever you're just trying to make a little extra money sure enough right on time it happens you know three two months later or six months later whatever he's warned me about so i'm a great mechanic so yeah you do mm-hmm. you sure do so other than my car issue oh okay
3: um, i the only other thing i have to say that's going on with me is that i baked like 14 dozen chocolate chip cookies today.
1: Now, why were you baking cookies? I didn't bake I mean, that many. But, I mean, today was beautiful, out, but...
3: I didn't make that many, really. Oh, I know. I made you like made a five lot. dozen or something. For
1: kicks and giggles? Or?
3: Well, I went, I went grocery shopping, like not full-on grocery shopping, to pick up a few items with my nephew, and we were in the, the refrigerator case area where the, like, eggs and cheese and stuff uh-huh. are, because I needed to get something from there, and he saw those... um break apart cookie Mm -hmm. things and he was like can we make homemade chocolate chip cookies today and i was like that's a great idea let's go over to this aisle and get chocolate chips
2: there you go
3: and he said no this this is what i mean i was like that's not homemade we might as well buy chips ahoy yeah Yeah. like if you want to make homemade cookies let's make homemade cookies yeah right so we did
1: oh wow how did he what do you think it
3: was very fun he at the end of the making, of the end of the first, like, setting them all on cookie sheets and putting them in the oven, there was still, I mean, we were able, I mean, literally, we made, like, a lot of cookies, right. so there was a lot of dough left over, and he ate two giant tablespoonfuls of cookie oh. dough, and then said, I got... I got to lay down. (laughs) So he then went and laid on the couch because his stomach was a little upset.
1: Oh, the poor guy.
3: Yeah, but he was recovering. (laughs) So was
1: he amazed at how you made made it look just like he did when it doesn't have a package?
3: Yeah. I think he'd done it before, but he just wasn't. He was really expecting um, us to get the break apart. You right. know and that's like no kidding those things are like 4 bucks for a dozen cookies. Yes. You might as well buy Chips Ahoy which yep. is like <laughs> 20 cookies for $1.99, right? Right, uh-huh. It, it, it's not
1: Right. Right. Yes, it, but it, that, it's it's the joy. It's it's the war, we can't really warm up a okay. Chips Ahoy, you know. That's true. Yeah, it doesn't true. quite do it right. Even microwaving the it. Experience, yeah, exactly. That you
0: to be able to. And break the, them apart. getting an right upset stomach experience. Exactly. Like,
1: right. Who oh, <laughs> was
0: going to get that? that <laughs> you weren't going to get, get lay down.
2: that. <laughs> 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 he wasn't going to get that.
3: And it was funny because he called his mom right afterwards, and he said, "I just ate two large spoonfuls <laughs> of cookie dough, and she freaks out." Right. Right. There better not have been any egg in that, and and the, or you, you got to be careful. Oh, yeah, there's raw the, eggs, and I was like. Yeah, I don't cook with eggs.
1: Oh, which even is even more amazing. I didn't even think right. about that.
3: So what I wasn't concerned about. I mean, he might have. Go ahead, eat all the raw cookie dough you want.
0: Right. Right.
1: I don't use eggs. Oh my gosh. So that's salmonella. That's gorgeous. Salmonella. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Salmonella. Thank you. Which you had to Google
3: <laughs> I raw know, eggs. Actually,
0: I, before I had, before the Google results popped up, it, okay, it, it came
1: my head. to your
3: head. So I want to hear about camping because <sighs> you did it. You did several varieties of
0: camping. I correct? did.
1: I did. And I don't know if we want to, um, yeah, yes, because I do want to uh, Greg to share about like how his whole camping experience was. This, uh, if know. it was a different kind of camping, though. Yeah. I mean, got, if people,
0: you know, get this image that when I I'm, I'm at camp that I'm sleeping in You're a tent camping. or something like that, and you know, I mean, I get a, you know, I have a private cabin, and you know, I have there's some amenities that I have that I think most people probably don't imagine are. Yeah, part of camp,
1: but it's a it's it's but it's not the Rabana Inn though. I mean, no, it's not no. you know the holiday. We Inn. also
0: I mean, it th- well, go ahead and tell yours,
1: and then I'll I'll, oh, okay. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll tell a little bit about mine. We
1: well, it was amazing, and it was just it was uh, we the first uh the the Friday Saturday Sunday Monday the first part of my trip it was at um, Camp It over in Sagatak or Fennville, I guess I'm finding out that's the actual name of it. Um, just south of Sagatak. That's right, and actually um, it's
3: south of Douglas, isn't it?
1: It is definitely over there in that direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do the driving, so I just got I just hang out. I'm the entertainment. <laughs> and I, you know, and it was just. I don't. It's not necessarily the camping that is amazing to me, but it's the feeling that I get while being there, and and it's kind of like there's just this total acceptance. I mean, even though it's a very much a bar mentality, and it's very much a Uh, not mentality but it seems like a bar because you have the the music going and you have everybody cruising each other and all these different things but but you i mean you have the gorgeous guys coming up to you just as much as you have you know the average joe coming up to you and 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 talking with you and laughing and just having just as much a good time as you are and and In feeling totally accepted, no matter what size you are or who you are, and and no matter what you're wearing, kind of thing. Right. You know. um, And this particular weekend was leather weekend, so there was very interesting um, outfits out. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I am Sure. <laughs> and, and it was a little tamer than it has been in past weekends of leather weekend. So that disappointing. It, it was. I, I expected to be coming back with stories of horror. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's sort of sad. You know, I was. Just I'm like, expecting I, I, horror. Yeah. I don't get horror. <laughs> I'm going to be mad. Like I've never seen that done. <laughs> <As I come laughs> me, you know, as I've come back with on other trips, but um, but this one it seemed like a very tame group and nothing was like surprising that that happened um and um but there was definitely and there was no like new outfit that i haven't seen before so it wasn't one of those things of um, were there
3: any kilts
1: none you would have fit in perfectly
3: that's shameful (laughs) that there were no kilts there
1: exactly it's just like but and so that was what and you know, of course, and there was. Of course, I haven't been there in a while, so it was kind of like old home week because there was people that I haven't seen since last time I was there right, last right. year. And so just talking to people and chatting with people. And uh, in my group there was six of us, um, and three of them were It virgins. Um. So they've never been there before, mm. and so this was like quite the experience for them. And um, and they had a great time too. And that was which was really kind of neat. And, and so just all of us of with all our different flavors of what we expect and what mm-hmm. we were kind of afraid might happen. Especially then when it's leather weekend. It's kind of one right. of those and well, I have to admit, there was one outfit that I've never really seen below the waist kind of thing. Um or below the the jean line or whatever. Um, the 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 hip hugger line, I guess you could say. And I was kind of like amazed on the connection of some of some outfits that it was like a one piece (laughs) 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 and it didn't necessarily cover things, but it definitely surrounded different things. And it was kind of like, wow, I've never really noticed that. And then I started realizing as I heard, as I figured out what that was, then I figured out what all these other ones were and what they were kind of they were all connected and I was like oh I get it like <laughs> this or whatever so it was kind of a little bit of a insight for me um hmm. yes and um um but it was it was um I r- ran into some people that I haven't seen like in forever um and never thought I would even run into um kind of showed up it was like oh, what are you doing here and they said kind of the same thing and um and laughed and had a great time um um, it was it was just uh, the, the whole. I guess the, even though I wasn't participating in the leather, uh, the the leather stuff, um, it was still fun to get to know people and people were really, you know, welcoming and very chatty and 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 just so freeing and accepting and I really really enjoyed that. So then we moved up to Marquette. Now I've never been. Camping.
3: You went all the way to Marquette. Yeah, own. we went all the
1: way up north to Lake Superior. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So how did you Which get is there from?
3: There. It's gorgeous up there. How did you get yeah. there from Fenville?
1: Um, I think uh we took 31 all the way up.
3: Okay, so you okay? I was wondering mm-hmm. if you took the ferry across. And oh went no, through Wisconsin.
1: Oh no, no, we went okay. right up. We went over. We went over the bridge. Yes, and um and it was kind of. And now I I have to preface this. I've never gone. To a non gay campsite before. So I'm this coming from ever? where. It's ever? Really? Uh, really. Exactly. Wow. wow. Yeah. Not even as
0: like a kid, like no
1: family trip. Or did you guys just Oh, we went to a family to, trip when we would go out on family camping. You camp just would actually we wind on, up at the gay. <laughs> no, no, no. We would okay. we would be on family property. Oh. I mean, it was okay. like, so it was like, oh, so it was everybody I knew as a family. Kind right. Of thing. It, was
3: it wasn't like, campsite camping. Yeah,
1: exactly. So this was like the first time at a campsite, public p- place, family-oriented. Family yeah.
3: Was it a state park or Uh
1: no, it was a private owned okay. thing. <laughs> and, you know, it's not a very good transition for me. I already have trouble transitioning from um, you know, my regular life to the camp at mm-hmm. you know, free freedom, mm-hmm. um, uh clothing optional things like that, like who cares what what you look like type thing, to then coming back to regular society. Well, not making that transition very easily to like a campsite and mm-hmm. not, and still having the same, you know, smells of the tent and being out in the woods and not realizing you're not supposed to be still as free. Right. <laughs> 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 it's kind of a little interesting. So I had a kind of little, a uh, couple of uh, awakenings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time the place was wonderful that we went to. Um and it the guy who owns it is a loon, but he's really <laughs> wonderful, you know. It was just like he, the official stance. Yeah, yeah every one of everybody I ran into that was at the gift site were kinda like, Well, he's a little crazy, but you know, he's he's, he's him. a good guy. Exactly. Um, Ranger Jeff is his name. And um and so we would and it was just it was one of those things of just kind of uh, freedom. It's totally on the honor system. Mm-hmm. Just pull up, stay as long as right. you need to, pay me when you get done. Um, Most, A
3: lot of candidates you know, <laughs> are like that.
1: You know, it's just kind of, uh, you know, oh, if you have, there's some ice, uh, there's an ice chest. If you need some ice, um, it's $2 a bag. Um, when you, you can either pay me $2 when you see me next, or you can pay me, you know, or leave it on the desk, on the reception desk. Um uh, it was very, it was just a very, um, mm-hmm. he, oh, the other thing that I thought was very funny is that you're not allowed to do the campfire at your site. Um, you have to, we have community campsites. So you had, so in each area, there was like three areas and, um, each area had their own little campsite, little, uh, excuse me, their own little, uh, campfire site. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would light them all and he would go visit from one to the That's other.
3: hilarious. He could come mm-hmm. around and light them for everybody.
1: Yeah, exactly. He'd start the fire if you haven't done it yet already and, um... <laughs> it was really kind of funny because his, his requirement um, was that good conversation and good company. And if you were neither of those, you need to leave. I mean, it was like very, very upfront. It was like, All right. you know, this is a place to kind of talk and Whatever enjoy works. Self. Right. <laughs> you know, now he never really, like, you know, said, get out of here if you were a good company and things like this. But it was because there really wasn't anybody there that wasn't a um, good right. company. Um, and we were also right on the lake. So you could hear the waves at night when you're going to sleep and Mm -hmm. and go for a walk on the uh and the water was wonderful. Oh my gosh, it was like bath water. It wasn't cold.
3: Really? Yeah, it wasn't You're the first and only person I've ever heard say that about Lake Superior.
1: Oh well apparently because of the hot weather we've had. Yeah, it was an exceptionally hot summer. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. That it just it, it was now I'm not saying that it wasn't cold. I'm not or not cool. But it was it was kind of like if you ran the bathwater and then you left it for an hour. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool, but it's right. not necessarily, like, not body temperature type thing. Gotcha. It's just, you know, so... And in fact, one day, it was actually colder in the air than it was in Lake Michigan. You could get in to warm up. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of interesting. So. But it was really fun. We had a great... And, it, and we went hiking and saw some waterfalls. And, oh, and because we're in the UP, of course you have to have... The, um...
3: Pasties? Well,
1: we had pasties the first night in. Mm, okay. And, um, I was too thrilled with them. It was kind of like a pot pie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It is
3: kind of like a pot
1: pie. Yeah, you know, without the gravy, I guess. It was kind of a very interesting combination, I guess. Yeah. And it's also
3: um, who makes it. Yeah. Makes a big
1: difference. Right, right. Um, but we had fudge every night. Um, so, um, apparently... Well, wow, um, did you have
3: any trouble getting to sleep?
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably well, well, the thing was is that they, they sold little very little squares. Ah. I mean, not sold, I'm sorry. They would uh, you could take samples. Um and they would give you some samples and things, and if you wanted to, you could buy some if you wanted, but um they would they had fudge available and things and so it was kind of a nice little you know, and um enjoyable time. To- you know, it was just very and you know, the neighbors getting to know some people. There was some folks that mm-hmm. um We're just in for the night, and of course... Now, I don't get this. Now, when you're in a neighborhood, you don't normally, like, invite people in to show off your house kind of thing. Right. But when you're at a campsite, you show off your camper. Mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. was kind of like, uh and so it's kind of well, it's awkward to be kind of like, you know, it is. you know, it's kind of like I'm sitting there reading in the camper and suddenly strangers walk in and I'm like, uh, hello, like this, or whatever. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we're here to just take a look at <laughs> tour. Just scoping it and out. Like, yeah. Don't mind <laughs> us. Just go about your business. <laughs> exactly. Right. Now, of course, the people of camping would told them to come in. It wasn't they just randomly walked right, in. Right, right, right. But it was just like, oh, okay, great. I'm glad I wasn't um, dressing, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or something. Uh, um, uh, but it was kind of, and, and the stories that people had. I mean, that was the other thing, too, is there was one one guy up there, it was kind of a touching thing for me, um, was this this, this a young guy was up there, and he was making, he could make more money up in the UP than he could down here in Bay City, um, and he was supporting <laughs> his, his wife and two kids. So he was li- living up there and and and. And sending all his money down to uh, to his wife and kids and stuff. Wow. So it's kind of a very interesting... And then there was another group of... Uh, had a large number of children that um, uh, they were following either their dad or several dads um, who were in a, like a boat race of the Great Lakes... And uh, so they were following them around Michigan as they were... That's around. cool. So, yeah, so they go to each campsite and set up and wait for Dad and yeah, <laughs> And then they camp, pack up, and go to the next site. Right. <laughs> That's
0: kind of funny.
1: Yeah. So be a really fun way to spend some time. Though. It would. Yeah, a vacation trip yeah. It would.
3: Now, see, I want to go on vacation again. I want to go camping.
1: Oh, seriously. Especially... You know... Camp It's I'm not, not kid friendly, is it? No, it's not. Okay, um, no, not at all. So. Uh, but there is a family weekend coming up, so it might be a little bit more friendlier than mo- the other days. But um, but there, I definitely, I, you don't necessarily have to do Camp It. There's other gay campgrounds around that could, that could um, be a little bit more um, kid friendly and things. Right. So uh, I don't know for sure, but I haven't been to them. But um, you know that's not just the only place you can go to. There's a place called the Point that I hear is really really nice and um, in Canada. So, um, but it's a great.
3: Yeah, I know the Point. Yeah, I've heard of the Point.
1: Okay. So wow, it is 6:30 already. Oh Do you my gosh! It? No, because I have a whole thing, a bunch of stuff I want to talk about. But uh, Greg, Tell catch us about up. Camp. Yes. Uh, so it was there. No. Oh, yeah, there really. <laughs>
0: It was really okay fun, so what 's <laughs> next <laughs> <laughs> so we're done with mine um, no, it was, it was interesting i think it's it's just kind of a fun experience, but it 's hard to explain to people like people ask you what do you do when you 're working at a camp and it's what
3: it's is your position at the camp
0: essentially i 'm the director for that camp I mean we have okay. um, the w- there's like a four person executive team, I guess you could call it for and we have two properties, and there are the owners, and they kind of act as the site directors, so they take care of a lot of the uh, the financial things and the, the, some of the kitchen things, and then there's the two program directors, and we are in char- we. Uh, there's one of us at each of the properties. It's the lookout property, which is where I'm at, and Crystal Air property, which is our our main one. Um, and so we supervise the counseling staff, we supervise all the program stuff, but we also supervise the kitchen staff, and the, you know we work uh-huh. with the maintenance crew. So there's not anything of part of the camp that we're not doing, and so it's literally this chaotic day of at any given time. I mean, it could go from five minutes working with a kid who's homesick to five minutes talking with a counselor who's having an issue to spending 20 minutes doing the programming for that day to then spending a half an hour pitching the programs to the kids and then 20 minutes walking around and then 20 minutes helping out in the kitchen and then a half an hour doing paperwork. <laughs> and it's like the entire day schedule. And I had a, a counselor who just out of interest once, like, followed me for a morning, and she was exhausted after about a half an hour. And she's like, I'm so lost interest in following you for the rest of this morning. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And the camp is so... It's so different because you're away, not only from, you know, civilization. I mean, we have internet, and, you know, I, I have my laptop that I take up with me, and I'm checking email a lot, and I, I'm doing things with work while I'm up north. Oh, he
1: got all our emails. Uh-oh. It's true. I did get all the emails. <laughs> <laughs> I saw
0: I saw the conversations that you were having. Um, Even about you? Oops, that's true, okay. yeah. I, I didn't remove my we'll email from that mailing next list year. next summer. Yeah. <laughs> we need to remember that Greg stays on the mailing list yeah, while he goes for the we summer. you
3: do need to remember that. I stay that. quiet,
0: but I, I shed a tear every night. <laughs> But it, you are away. I mean, we don't even have road access. I have to take a boat to to get to the to the property, and we have to take everything. And that's one of the things that I think people, when they talk about this site in particular, I mean, tr- everything that you think of that has to go to a camp, including the kids, has to come on a boat. So on check-in day, we have to run Ooh, it's boats. it's like Hogwarts. To- exactly it's like Hogwarts only they probably don't have to take trash across the lake (laughs) so we little you know I was I was remember I was had a a great conversation this is this kind of encompasses how people perceive my job so uh, uh, Jeff Montgomery gives me a call and we were recapping something and he was saying when he called initially I couldn't take the call and I'm getting to why in a second so when Uh I call him back I'm like Jeff sorry I couldn't take the call I was literally about knee deep into our, our septic field and we were having a problem with the septic tank and I was working with our maintenance crew on that septic so I'm, like, you know, shoveling into our septic... Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I actually feel our, our
2: maintenance...
1: All those that are eating, yeah, yeah, I, I really apologize. apologize. It well, is an a time I, I show. Won't, I won't go
0: into the details of what was wrong with our septic tank, but just know that I have a very knowledgeable understanding of all, all of our septic systems. We have three of them, so I can tell you anything you ever want to know. And all where the old ones are, because I got to deal with those a little bit. Wow. So, you know, I was telling you about that, and then I was talking about, you know, and then I had to do a trash run and all this. so... You know Jeff, who's a very not an outdoor person at all. I mean, right. He <laughs> thinks no, he still thinks I'm absolutely clinically insane yeah. leaving for three months <laughs> to work at a park. So there's sort of this this pause, and he goes so so you've had a bit of a crappy day is what you're trying to tell (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Takes a second to appreciate the humor of these comments. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, you just never knew what you you were going to face in a day and, you know, having to deal with all these different elements and, you know, you're also responsible for 65 kids and parents would Mm -hmm. call me all the time and parents had my cell phone and so I'd get random phone calls from parents saying, you know, how's little Timmy and it's like, okay, 65 people, 20 staff Uh and 10 auxiliary staff out of these 90 people pick out which one a little Timmy in your head, That's really right. fast. And you know, there's three Timmys. there's so exactly <laughs> right right. always the three. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's very interesting, very very stressful, but in a very different kind of uh, very different kind of stress than when you're when you're yeah, doing like the that. other things. Mm-hmm.
3: So kind of like it sounds, kind of like parenting.
0: Yes, it's parenting, but with 60 children. And really, I always kind of this. is My staff would kill me if I said if they heard me say this. Uh, but it's almost like they're your kids as well, because you're worrying oh, about yeah. all the different things. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, I would worry about whether they're eating. I would, I, yes. So it's like having 80 kids. Yes. And having them with this 10 acres, and you know, we had 200 acres. What is acres the that we age range to. of the camper? Well, we have them for at our property. We have them for one or two week sessions, and they will range anywhere <sighs> from. You mean seven you had to transport these? Oh, weekly, oh, yeah. Oh, and I, I mean, I and actually this last Sunday we oh, held Oh, I an thought open they home. all
1: came in at the beginning
0: of the summer. Oh, no, 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 and no, no they no. Is, we do multiple check in days. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Oh, yeah. And we do a family camp and all this stuff. Uh, we have about three, well, about 400 people come through the camp throughout the oh, summer. My um, gosh. And you get to know the information. And I'm also the one who has to do all the assignments for where people are staying. So I have to really know a lot about the 400 kids who you're putting into where. Oh, my like. word. Um, but. I don't even remember what the question was. <laughs> how old are the campers? Oh, <laughs> uh, seven to... We had seven to 15.
3: Well, that's really cool because my nephew was all... He was. He wants to do sleep away camp next summer. Oh, yeah, okay. And it's, he did day camp this year and, and he well, kept saying it sucked, but he had a really good time. Right. Well, of yeah, course he's not going to tell you had a <laughs> good Come <time>. on. <laughs> right. And then, but then earlier this week he's like, so how old do I have to be to do that camp where you stay in cabins? And I was like, sleepaway camp? And he said, yeah. How old is he? He's nine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's totally the right age.
0: And the the cool thing with this camp is it has the reputation for many, many years of being one of the most progressive camps in the state. And a lot of people claim that it's the most progressive. I mean, we have uh, a lot of same-gender couples send their kids there. There was a lot of... Uh, it was a little bit uh, different this year because a lot of the parents that I was having, con- this was an interesting thing. A lot of the uh, sh- same gender parents that I had conversations with this year, which always clung to me because it was pretty clear by year right. two, um, that I was like the token, yes. you know, gay director. You're a
3: flaming homosexual. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I am a flaming homosexual.
0: And I don't know why, but it wasn't like I wore the, you know I mean? The billboard uh. that people walked behind me with saying this is a flaming homo. I, th- I thought that wouldn't necessarily take people off, but I guess, I don't know. And I, it, I it, have the it, same trouble. <laughs> I, I, I guess that was the indication. I'm not sure what it was. Uh, but it was it inter- the comments that parents w- were talking with me about were very different than what what they had been in the past, and they were parents who were horrified i don't want to say horrified because that adds a sense of melodrama, but there were parents that were very genuinely worried about what camps they would send their kids to because they were afraid of Because of all the political climate of the camp, like calling social services and they were going to get their kid back. And there was this like melodrama that I would see with with some of these parents where it was like, you know, the other parents are saying goodbye to their kids and they know they're going to see their kid in a week. I mean, there's always that horrifying thought in the back of your mind that you won't, but for the most part, you know you're going to see your your kid in a week. And these people really had this look of like, I assume I'm going to see you in a week, but there's a very good chance that there's going to be a legal fight and I might not see you for two months. And that was like the look on their faces. And it was very, uh, very. That's sad. And I think they were really. They knew that, that our camp was never going to do that and that, you know, actually the owner <laughs> was the first one to talk about it, to talk about uh, GLBT issues at a camping conference in, in the U.S. So we've wow. for the, like 10 years, this camp has really led the way, and the state knows that we work a lot on GLBT issues. We're always talking to our licensing people. We were <laughs> our licensing agent visited this last summer, and the, the owner, when he was visiting the other site, said, so... I really want to talk with you about transgender <laughs> issues, because next time we really want to rewrite some of our policies to be more trans-inclusive and do a, we really deal with, having transgender youth at the camp. <laughs> and the licensing guy just looks at him and goes, so I'm going to retire this month. <laughs> 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 but I think that, you know, we we traditionally really have, have pushed, pushed the state on a lot right, of those right. issues. Mm-hmm. And this is that's the one for next year. We're already starting to talk about, okay, how are we going to push it with the right. – because tra- none of the camp licensing things are written to address really? – oh, yeah.
1: So that's our that's our push next year, uh, which and which will be absolutely wonderful. I mean, how many uh, you know trans kids are not able to may have this experience, right? And so that's what we're hoping to be able to.
0: I mean, there's a you know it's a private camp, so there's obviously a very you know we're not dumb. There is a business side to this thought process. Well, no, this is a market that no one's tapping into, and we're already very supportive of that. Then yeah but how but
1: how many out- how many out ki- kids that are trans um are getting the support and and right. are in a situation when they can go to a camp right um i mean there's not very many i mean right. i mean that's the thing right, where right. So it's not necessarily motivated by business because there isn't a huge market <laughs> and, and one of the,
0: and i you know. I will give the owners credit that we had I had had a conversation with him, and essentially, the tone of the conversation was that you know they would rather be able to operate the the camp in such a way that they were comfortable with the the beliefs and they were comfortable with the uh, the attitude and lose all their clients as opposed to you know tailing to their clients' attitudes, and so they've you know they have lost parents who were pissed off that they had out gay people on staff or that mm-hmm. they uh encourage the staff to talk about politics and not, you know, shy away from topics that people usually shy and to encourage the kids to ask questions. And to some parents, they I mean it sounds really bizarre, but you know, there are parents who will say things like Is your is your counselor going to tell my kid any, any of their personal beliefs? And if you answer yes, they're like, okay, we'll see you later. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We didn't get that because people know that, but I have worked with camps where, yeah. where, where that's a huge concern of well, theirs.
3: That's a really interesting question. Like I think that a more appropriate question would be, "Do your counselors proselytize?" Like, a ki- right? Do you you know yeah. a kid asking asking a straightforward and honest question is perfectly legitimate, and it's what kids do.
0: Right, right. And they're going to. And the other thing is, yeah, I mean, an expression in a camp environment because you have. Very much this kind of in the parent in the place of the parent relationship with the counselors, but they're more of their age. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of topics that kids will talk about at camps that they will not talk about with teachers, and they're not they will talk about with parents, but they're not comfortable talking about with parents. And or even
1: the counselor. I mean, I remember when as a kid when we would go when we went a couple times as a group, Mm -hmm. is that there would be topics that we'd be talking about, and the counselor was overhearing it, right? And 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 sometimes was asked.
0: Right, and there was, yeah, and, right. there was, and we use I don't want to give people the perception that, like, at camps, you know, people are out there divulging all kinds of personal <laughs> things, because that's really not the way that it works, because... Well, maybe not to counselors, but
1: maybe to other to oh, kids. Oh, certainly between the kids. Oh, yeah, I mean, I remember yeah. when I was a camper,
0: right? <laughs> we won't talk about when I was a camper, but oh, there was okay, certainly a yeah. lot of <laughs> conversations that took place uh, when I was a camper that were, were not considered very appropriate by most parents' standards, but I was also, you know, 14 at the time, I know, right, when right. those conversations were had, and yeah. they were with counselors, but certainly counselors if they hear those conversations can in an appropriate manner mm-hmm. chime in but there are camps where they just will not allow it i mean it's like if you know if politics comes up if anything related to sex comes up you are not allowed to discuss it and parents really want it that way and i don't i don't agree with it at all that's right. ridiculous right and it doesn't it doesn't work i mean if nothing else because okay. the kids most are going to talk people, about it anyway
3: most of the people i know who went to sleep away camp after the age of 13 call it sex camp for crying out loud like
0: right. Which does not happen at my camp. I will, <laughs> I will probably say that I am very confident that because of the way that it is set up, but yeah, right. Certainly, but yeah.
3: certainly that that's part of what is the camp experience is right. not if you're not doing it, you're talking about exactly. it. You know what I'm saying, like, that's a normal. You spend 24 hours a day. For two weeks with right. a group of people, you're going to talk about some pretty in-
1: but some parents are stuff. like, you "Do not talk to my kid about sex at all. My right. kid's not having sex, or my kid. Right, I right, want right, my kid right. child to have as much a of a childhood <laughs> um, and not have to worry about that sex thing. You mm-hmm. know, or they're too young to introduce it to. Right. You know, you know it's really,
0: it's pretty scary that the. I mean, I give the the um, for the American Camp Association, I give the workshop talking about like why you need to talk about uh, sexual orientation and gender identity issues with your staff because of the stats on how young people are coming out now and all these mm-hmm. things. But it it always is amazing that even when I'm working with camp professionals who have been doing camping for 30 years, that until you really like point it out to them, and you always see this this like blight blink on in their he- in their faces in the workshop when you're when you talk about you know we all know that kids talk about sex. Well, guess what? one of the parts of sex is going to be sexual orientation. Yeah. And you get directors who are like, oh my god! <laughs> like <it's Yeah>. just, <laughs> yeah. never, it never occurred to me before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's pretty funny to think that, uh, that people have those perceptions that those things aren't talked about, and that kids aren't talking about these things, which of course we know that they are. Absolutely. It's like If you spend they more are. than a week mm-hmm. with these kids, you know that they are. Speaking yeah. of
3: kids and sexual orientation, I have to tell this really s- brief story before we into go into your pile there. Uh-huh. A couple of weeks ago, We finally, Cody, my nephew, finally started going outside and making friends with kids in the neighborhood, which was such a relief. We were very worried that that wasn't going to happen easily. Um, And all it took was that I took him and bought him a basketball and took him over and he went over to the playground where there's a basketball hoop and he made all kinds of friends. Oh, how cool. How easy. It was super easy. So anyway, later that week or maybe that day or something, he brought a bunch of them into the house, right? He was like, can my friends come in and play? And I was like, oh, well, of course they can. So I said, I want to meet all of them. Right. So as they're coming up the stairs, he's saying, this is so-and-so, this is so-and-so, this is so-and-so. And then he says to all of them, this is my Aunt Christy. She's gay. <laughs> so he just got it right out of the way. That's right. Exactly. And they all kind of looked at me and were like, huh. And then just went, <laughs> like, they didn't care, right? You, were, like,
0: you became a part of the tour. I became a part right. of the tour, right? Exactly. exactly. Oh. So I, it was really very funny. It's funny. S- speaking of, of young, of queer youth. I've got two things that I wanted to note on it real quick. One of them is I saw a short movie the other day that it's not really easy to find right now because it's still doing the circuit, but I have a suspicion that it hopefully will be available at some point in the state of Michigan. Uh, Mm -hmm. So if you are able to see this movie, I've I've shown it to a few people because I've been trying to get some people's reactions, and I'll, I'll give my observations on it, but the movie is called Ryan's Life, and it was originally a short movie made for Here TV. And they've decided to turn it into a, a series. So it, what the short film essentially became a pilot, and now it's going to be turned into a TV sh- uh, series on uh the here network. Um but I wanted which to Which do s- we get in this area? We we get through yeah, we do. But you have to do it's a pay per view thing. Because here's the pay per view one logo is the is the channel which, which by the way, logo uh is being added to Comcast on September fifteenth. So yeah. I normally dislike Comcast with a level of anger that makes me want to consider driving into their vehicles when I see them on the side oh, of the road. But oh, at oh. this particular moment I'm having to be happy with them, and they do offer Here TV um, okay. on demand, and you spend like 4.95 a feature or something like that. Or okay. I don't know, some crazy, I can't remember what it is, but something like that. Anyway, but s- information on the movie is uh, Ryan's Life, all one word, .tv, and information on the series is on HereTV.com. And the, the observations that I've gotten from people... Is if you gay men essentially get all of the little inside jokes, and there are a lot of inside jokes, and it's the oh I've been through that experience before, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and so there's all these moments that are incredibly cheesy, and they play it off as cheesy <laughs> because they don't want to like bring back the painful memories of your youth. Right. Uh-huh. right, right so they play uh-huh. it off as very cheesy, happy go lucky with the corny music in the background, and you're cracking up because it's this comical outlook at something that was probably very devastating. Yeah. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. And so gay men seem to laugh the most. Lesbians get a lot of the jokes. you know, there's there's right. they, they don't have that different so there was right. a lot of things that they found humorous. Straight people, they're like token laughing for some of it. I really oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's still some, some really good humorous parts in it. But as I've been watching it with, uh, I watched it with my brother the other day, and there was just like awkward moments when I'm realizing this isn't going to be as funny for him, and I'm going to laugh and find it funny, and he's going to think it's absolutely cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> and that will be unusual. And then I remember it's my brother, and it really doesn't matter. Right. Uh, but anyway, so if you want to check that out. And then the other thing, that was, and I don't know why, but somebody was talking to me earlier about the new show on Showtime Weeds. Oh, yes. And this is one of those people who, who likes to make proclamations about this person is, this character is eventually going to come out. Oh. I mean, this, this is like, that's, I don't know, it's one of the things that he does. And he does it with the most random people. Like, it could be, I don't know. Jack. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> but on like, less, like more obscure people that you would never, like, he would be the kind of person who would say, I think Donald Trump's going to come out
1: next season. Like, Wow. <laughs> look at him and go, oh. All right, and is he right? Uh, I don't know if Donald Trump's coming out. Oh no, no, I them. mean like, if the, is every time? Oh, he I don't a know, but he was
0: he was talking about the the kid in weeds. Okay. He predicts that by the end of the show, because the kid's like twelve or something like that, and he's he's just proclaimed that this kid's going to come out before the show's over. And I was, so now I was watching the show from this last Sunday, and I'm thinking, I don't know. And I'm watching this character, and I'm giving this character an analysis. And then it occurred to me, you're watching a character who's twelve and doing an analysis on whether this person's going to be coming out.
1: But is this the kid that sells the weed? <laughs> No, it's oh well, that kid already did oh, come out. The yeah, there already is the He's gay. He's out. Yeah, there is the gay. Star- no,
0: no, no, this is one of her sons, and not the son oh, that's okay. the other one. And so this is like in a four years down the road in this yeah, show, he thinks sure. it's gonna be like a last season cliffhanger kind of thing. Is gotcha. she's gonna have to deal with this? Which I thought was a fairly bold prediction to make. On his part, that yeah. is
3: a fairly bold prediction to and make. Have to you know, wait my that partner long? does the same thing. Really? Isn't it? Oh funny? yeah, she's all about calling, making, saying people are gay. Oh my word! Everything. Like, the season of, you know, when we watch American Idol, because we're whores for that show, right? (laughs) Like, we'll watch that, and she'll pick out gay, 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 you know, like, the whole thing, and then... Wow. Oh, yeah. Now,
1: she go to predicting, like, the women who are gay?
3: She does both. Everybody. Okay. Okay. Everybody. Okay. Yeah. It's all the time.
0: It's also great when they start talking about, like, oh, and this this person's not actually gay, but they're going to sleep around with with other men at the end of the show or something like that. Right, right, right. Right, right, right. Or she'll (laughs) see
3: it in a, like, weird place. Like, I don't know. I I can't think of an example. But, like, if two people of the same gender are starting to have a close relationship in a TV show, she's like, oh, they're going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious wow yeah and now is this just like a gaydar thing or is this like they can be able to predict the i think it's i think with, i have a theory okay. i think
3: it's a little bit of Gadar, but i also think it's searching for yeah. reflections of self on yeah. in popular culture oh. like oh you know it, for a straight person will see two women having a you know a very intimate friendship on tv and see an intimate friendship right but a lesbian looking at that may see m- much more than just an intimate friendship they'll see a, you know a romantic involvement and so you know a clever writer is probably planning it that way right you know right, right, right. to try and appeal to both groups and i think that in some ways people who say oh they're going to do it or they're totally gay they're looking for a reflection of themselves gotcha in, Interesting. in the media and seeing it where it's available to them okay that's my theory. Wow. It could be bunk, but
1: no. I mean, it, it just, it's just I'm just kind of curious at how they make that. I mean, make that prediction. I mean, right. like on reality TV, I could probably figure it out just by Gator. Um, right. On, but uh, does Gator work for fictional TV? I mean, well, and that's what I mean. That's why I'm. That's why I'm, that, that you're leading right. you lead me right into my question is like how do they make the prediction? Then only the writers would know. I mean, in yeah. Theory.
3: Right in theory.
0: Unless right. I, mean, okay. I guess unless the actor I mean, I know some actors really get into developing their character and they talk about it with the creators and a lot of times creators like the I can't remember the guy's name, but the creator for uh Desperate Housewives has talked about mm-hmm. how he has a very good idea of where a lot of these stories are going over a long mm-hmm. period of time and, you know, could could tell the characters, okay, your character's going to be doing this in four years and your character's going to have that happen in three years and that kind of a thing. And right. So, I mean, I suppose it theoretically if you know that that's something your character's going to be doing, but I, I don't imagine that really happens that often. Okay. I mean, right. I, no I, that's, what, that's why I'm always amazed but. with that
1: talent, that people are yeah. able to say, you know, like your friend, Greg's friend and Christie's partner is saying, oh, they're going to do it by the end of the season. It's kind of like, wait a minute here. Can, it's you know? scary when oh. they're right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the, it
3: is. Well, and that's
1: what I'm kind of wondering. It's like, what is it that they're able to see in the storyline that um, that they're, they're identifying with? That um, It's just like, wow, you know, like, just like fried green tomatoes. Mm-hmm. A lot of my. Um, well, in
3: the book, they do.
1: Oh, oh, really? It,
3: in the book, it is very much a relationship, a romantic relationship oh, okay. that was taken out in the, in the movie. In the movie. Oh, okay. I gotcha. mean, it was hinted at, but it wasn't there as much. The same is true for um, The Color Purple. The, oh, In yeah. the book, there's intense, intense romantic involvement. Okay. And between the two women and it's n- n- almost non existent in the movie. Oh, okay. Um it's just watered down, taken out for um
1: very sorry, yeah various... Uh, yes, exactly. You know. So, okay. <laughs> one of those. You know gotcha. what I'm saying. Sorry, we communicated that our show is coming to an end in five minutes. So. And
3: we haven't even talked about
1: I your pile. I Sorry. know. I was just like, holy moly. You got piles. This is, I you do. I do. But why get into it now? Hey, I, speaking so. of
3: piles, did you guys know that I had shingles?
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't. I
3: totally did.
1: Oh, my gosh. Are you okay? Because that <laughs> could be really painful.
3: It was incredibly painful. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy.
1: Wow. Worst.
3: I wouldn't want Fred Phelps to get shingles.
1: Oh, my my gosh. Okay, maybe I'd want Fred. That was one of the <laughs> more amusing <laughs> transitions I think I've ever heard in my life.
3: <laughs> well, for speaking
1: of uh, piles, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> well,
3: you know, it's just. And
1: what does piles have to do with shingles? <laughs> but anyway,
3: they m- hmm. for some weird reason in my brain one makes me think of the other. Oh, okay. Don't know why. Okay. Wow. Um, I think shingles is a weird name for for what it is. As
1: yes, because you're not necessarily get, um, shedding any right. anything.
3: Like you well you're like, shedding virus. Well you are, but I'm but thinking of
1: like shingles as not on a roof. Are, are you so, feeling better you know?
3: now? I'm feeling better now. Okay. I still have the shingles and they're they still hurt. I would like, imagine. tactically. Yes. But I'm not sick,
1: okay. which is no. good. Okay. Good. Wow. Yeah. And you just brought on by stress? Are you you're
3: Yes, they're brought on be. by Well, you know, it's not like anything stressful has been going on in my
1: no, life. No, exactly. I can't <laughs> think of a thing.
3: It's not you like know, I truck have any drivers uh, or
1: uh, tow truck drivers giving you a hard time.
3: <laughs> I sit on the couch and eat bonbons all day. There's no no stress in my life. Oh None my whatsoever. goodness! So I'm sorry you guys missed the episode when, or the show when I came in and had shingles. And the week prior to that, that we had had a guest on the show who was HIV positive.
2: Oh. And he was in the studio,
3: and I was totally freaking out because people with HIV. Are incredibly susceptible to shingles. Like, wow. like if I were sitting here contagious, and if you've had chickenpox before, but you're right. negative, HIV negative, you have no chance of catching right. what I have. Well, None. Right if or if you've been vaccinated right if you've not had the chicken pox or you're hiv positive then the shingles are going to get all up over you yeah and so i was totally freaked out that i was contaminating this poor guy goodness everything's fine but it was freaky
1: oh yeah exactly so So, because you need to be careful with that definitely not in in
0: an awkward transition but i've I've got a couple local news things
1: sweet so
0: go ahead they're, they're sort of like job-related things, but they're exciting. Do you you, we've you had can't
3: advertise them because I'm, I need a job, <laughs> so you can't advertise these job postings. But there's only one
0: that I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. I'm just kidding, anyway. <laughs> it's, and, it's the de- and I would only mention because the deadline is coming up uh, this week, and I know that... Or it's actually going to be our next show. It's a show. week today. From yeah, today, it's a yeah? week today. But the uh, Michigan Equality is looking for a new executive director because, of course, Chris is, is leaving, and, and Chris is running for... Um, oh god secretary at lansing i can't remember something in lansing chris, lansing, who? chris swoop who's the executive oh director, yeah okay. is uh is running for something and, and i there's a multitude of other reasons i'm sure that he's leaving i can't imagine that's the only one but anyway so michigan equality the application deadline is august 31st And if you want more information yeah, go to MichiganEquality.org, and that's got all their info and then on, on a positive note we all we know kate runyon yes who, uh, who i believe has been in here i uh, yeah, whatever she wants she was And anyway, she um is now going to be heading up AFSC's uh, GLBT project. That's is, right on. Yep, yeah. following up uh, from Michael Gibson Faith, who okay. who left, and she just started this week. So congratulations. Why did
3: Michael Gibson Faith leave?
0: We could probably bring him in and ask him that. Uh, inter- I,
3: I mean, I just would like. I don't, don't want to know, that know that the that gory details if there the are p- any. It's just if he was moving was, on to something bigger and better yeah. kind of a
0: thing. Bigger I know that than. he has a very successful uh, yoga company. That's that he right. Started. So exactly, I think Could it was yeah, I think, think that's d-
1: what I was going to say. Is that he, w- he started a company and uh, been wants to focus more on that. Yeah, so that so would be my guess. Good for him.
0: Yeah, and then the other local news is, uh, of course, and I don't know if we talked about it last week, but the, the hearings were last Tuesday mm-hmm, on We didn't ACLU. mention that. Okay, so I was actually I was there for it, and I must say, I don't know that we can officially say this, but um, the guy who was representing the, sending the Attorney General, you won't see this in any of the media articles except for one. Total douchebag. (laughs) Couldn't handle. Like, just totally.
1: Wow Stumbled
0: over himself Every which way It was really awkward oh. I felt painful For him Watching it And it was There was a long pause He wasn't
1: doing He wasn't doing very well then
0: No I mean the judge I think even was trying To bail him out Was like offering I felt really bad for him
1: Oh I, wow
3: Douchebag douche is not an insult You hear much
0: No <laughs> No
1: <laughs> No Greg And I didn't know I didn't really, really know How to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't really know
0: How to take it I was like Hmm <laughs> But yeah He was uh, very uncoordinated Not the best and um,
1: oh wow! See, when you said that, I thought he was mean and evil and really coming out with some. No, nope, sp- just totally stuff.
0: Un, uh, unable to to function. <laughs> so, right, <laughs> we're getting <So>. signals from. <laughs> uh, so. Anyway, those are the l- only local things
1: that I wanted want. So, to do bring you out. do you know if this is going to be like a long process, or do well, you think he's pretty much? incompetent and uh, not going to be able to move forward
0: well no I mean the, it's a judge who, who heard out who heard it out and she I guess for anybody who doesn't know this is in response to, to Prop 2 and whether or not uh, public employees will be able to receive domestic partnership benefits and this is a, a hearing to give a declaration on that anyway the judge basically said that something was going to come out between now and October is pretty much all she, she really said or she's planning on it before October
1: oh so this is not necessarily overruling the no, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, this is sort
0: of in response to what the Attorney General wrote but you know I bet when the declaration comes out, we could have some legal person in, like Jay Kaplan. We could there have him come go. in here and explain all that we stuff to us. We J- could have Jay. He's cute. I he's think fine. Jay
3: Kaplan is he cute. He is
0: really cute. And I was thinking, he wore a really wonderful, and I think there's a photo of him. He looks
3: great in a suit. Yeah, he, he does. He shops very well.
0: Yeah, he is a very attractive man who dresses very well. You
3: know, Dan, we sort Not my type, but still of, very attractive. He's not my type either, <laughs> but, you know, he can still be cute. Yeah. We pissed uh, all over your show prep. I am mm-hmm. sorry. I noticed. Okay. Okay. But, you know, there's always next week.
1: That's right. And so they should tune in every Wednesday night from six to uh almost said eight o'clock. Uh oh. Six to seven <laughs> o'clock. Sorry about that, yeah. Sarah.
0: <laughs> Suddenly we're prime time. Exactly. We're taking over. We just exactly. haven't told you yet.
1: So thanks for listening. Um to uh
3: closets are for clothes, Dan. Exactly.
1: Stay tuned to free form next. That's, that's right. That's right. If this wasn't free form, I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for <laughs> hanging out with the so cool kids. What we were. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Closets Are For Clothes on WCBN-FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor. You can contact us by calling 734-763-3500. That's 763-3500. Or you can write us here at the station at 530-SAV, Ann Arbor, Michigan, 48109. Or at our Ipsy office, you can reach us at P.O. Box 980070, Ypsilanti, Michigan, 48198.
3: The views and opinions expressed on Closets Are For Clothes are solely those of their speakers and are not the opinions of WCBN or our licensees, the regents of the University of Michigan. For Dan Burns, I'm Christy Cardinal. See you at the same time, same place next week, Wednesday from 6 to 7. Peace.
2: Wayne Wayne Kramer, you're listening to WCBN in Ann Arbor.